Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. If you're just joining us, we're over here at Dad's the Podcast celebrating Ruthie Baby Gary Wyatt's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Baby Gary. That was my name because I was upside down and my hands were between my legs. So they thought I had yeah. a teeny tiny little penis. That's insane that they thought you had a teeny tiny penis as opposed to a huge one. Some sort of five penis <laughs> organ. <laughs> Well, your kid has five penises. <laughs> yep. So because they thought you're going to be a boy, they, your yeah. parents were ramped up for baby Gary. Yeah, that's my dad's name, Gary. And so I was going to be baby Gary, uh, which I just think is such a fun, funny baby name. For anybody. <laughs> for anybody. For a girl, it's actually not funny. You're kind of like, oh, okay. But for a boy, you're like, oh, is he already a man? <laughs> yeah, like, is he already a CPA? <laughs> Gary does your taxes. Hi, I'm Gary. No, you're not. You're two. <laughs> yeah. What are your yeah. thoughts on dads naming their sons after themselves? Is it, you will have the same name and hopefully the same experiences <laughs> yeah. as me in my version of reality? And then you become a junior? Yeah. And that's your whole life. Gary Sr. dies. You're still Gary Jr. Oh, I never really thought I could have been Gary Jr. Because <laughs> Gary the Third is like, that sounds like you're probably a king. <laughs> the third, the, the fourth, the fifth. Yeah. It's only the second one that has to be junior. That's true. That's kind of fucked up. It should be Gary the second. That's more noble. If I ever have a kid, maybe I'll name it Gary the second. Uh, do you know of <laughs> any women who are named after their mothers and are labeled as a junior? I know women who are named after their mothers, but not as a junior. Look, here's the thing. I'm not against it. No. I just think it should be called the second. <laughs> Well, Ruthie, everyone knows we got a junior on the show today. We do. And it's very interesting how this junior shares a name with his father and the confusion that comes along with that. Pretty interesting. In the world of broadcasting, our guest today comes from a family of broadcasters. And uh, I don't know if he'll enjoy this or not, but I'm not going to call him junior. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to a man, a comedian. He has a special out, Father Figure. It's on uh, Comedy Central. Check it out if you haven't already. You already know him from The Daily Show. Please welcome Roy Wood II. <laughs> If I panned the camera to the left right now, you would just see my child eating in the kitchen <laughs> quietly on headphones and a tablet. But my estimations, we got at least about a good 52 minutes of silence on our way right now. I've got what? it down to a science now. With It is just yeah. a the biggest bowl of cereal, just graham crackers. <laughs> Endless. He's Endless. into Chicago mixed popcorn, but I give him <laughs> kettle and cheese. I don't give him the caramel because my girl will lose her mind. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's he's a popcorn fiend, so he'll take it however he can get it. But uh, I know I know the tricks to hey, daddy's gotta talk into a microphone and speak to strangers. Yeah. Like I've I've figured out the negotiating tactics around yeah. that. How old is he? He's four. He just turned four this summer. So he he's figured it out too. So he knows like I don't have much power, but there are moments when I can when I can Fully get exploit. the power. <laughs> yeah, Fully exploit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He 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 understands who to ask for what. Yeah. He he understands who to ask first for certain things. Yeah. Like if it's food, he asks me first because I'm more inclined. But if it's permission for toys and staying up late and stuff like that, as I call it, going out on the yard, go outside. <laughs> Friday it, night. Going yeah, out on the this yard. This is basically prison. Yeah. But, yeah. but when he wants time out in the yard, he goes to my girl because she likes being outdoors. Yeah. So can we go to my scooter? Can I ride my scooter? And it's not that I'm anti-scooter. <laughs> it's just that she's quicker to say yes and go further with him. Yeah. I just, I've got too much to do sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, I'm only scooter man on the weekends. It's like, there's a strange line of it too where you're like, oh man, you're being so manipulative. But then you also respect it because you're like, you know what? You're going to survive. You're a survivor. You're going to make it in this world. You know who to ask yeah. for what. That is like... It might be manipulation, but it's also intellect. It's like it's hundred oh, percent manipulation, but he's understanding the situation <laughs> yeah, and right. figuring out ways to, you know, create influence for himself. He's getting the system <laughs> down. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> no, I'm not mad at him. Not mad at him in the least. He's a smart kid. <laughs> he had a birthday in quarantine. What was that like for him to celebrate? Uh, we did a Zoom sing along. Oh, that's with, cool. Um, a lot of. A lot of uh, my girlfriends, her her family, they're very much. Yeah, you ever date somebody and then you like look back at your family? As soon as it becomes a story, that's when you know you're like, oh, okay. Like, I like her family. This is this is my girl's family. If anybody in the family has a birthday, it's a twenty person Skype. If there's any. Oh, you got hired at the job. Hey, everybody was Skyping at 630 to tell them congratulations on the job. <laughs> Meanwhile, my family, I just, I've talked to my brother twice since quarantine started. <laughs> Cumulatively <laughs> for four and a half minutes. And so my girl's side of the family, they did a whole, it's like 20 people in, in the family just all singing, singing happy birthday to him. He was ecstatic. For as long as kids get toys, they don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. you don't know. And sometimes not even toys. You give them like a box that a toy would be in. And they're they're at that age where they're like, what can I do with this box? And you're like, there you go, bud. Use your Bro, brain. Use that imagination. My son got as much fun out of my girlfriend's box 
It's about the size of a dorm fridge, the the box. Uh-huh. It was a bunch of shoeboxes or whatever. He's turned that into a hut. It's a race car. <laughs> when you rotate it on its top and enter through the top, it's a spaceship. Oh, my God. That's so cool. He's an engineer. The future is already laid out. <laughs> he gets He it. gets as much joy out of that as he does this stupid $80 dump truck that I ordered <laughs> from Germany <laughs> off of Amazon. There's a company, and they're these these uh, amazing toys. It's like about the size of a Tonka truck, but it's plastic. But it's like a fully functioning vehicle. Doors open, seats, the whole nine. And they're about $70, 80 after shipping. And it comes from another... They don't even sell them domestically. You have to order these. Sh- uh, if you could find a toy store that has them, fine. But it's still going to cost you 50 bucks. What? Right. But I will say in 2020, this brand of... It's Brother... Brother, it's the irony of it is that it sounds like what a black guy would say to another black. What up, brother? <laughs> and I'll let you all figure out how to spell it. I'm not going to help you. Um, but no, it's my point is my kid gets as much joy out of a fucking box as he does a toy that took three weeks to arrive at this home. And I yeah. don't think he knows the difference between the two. No. No. And I shouldn't have bought the toy. <laughs> I should have just got him some regular bullshit. Uh, do you find? Uh, I mean, I feel like you're probably in it the same way I am. I mean, I'm I'm jonesing to get back out on the road, but at the same time, this is the first time I've ever been this uh, home and available. And I feel like the bond with my daughter is like it's really finally becoming this like thing. I think I fantasized about, but I thought would never be realistic because I thought I'd be leaving all the time. Anyways, yeah, I've enjoyed just exploring education with him and like really just it's fun relearning stuff with him. Yeah. And because, you know, the school they send they sent lesson plans and we did some Google Classroom stuff over the summer, but for the most part, it's just all right, man, what do you want to learn about today? Yeah. And I don't know if any of this shit is above a four-year-old's pay grade, but you know what? If you want to learn about volcanoes and tectonic plates and what causes magma, okay. Fine. All that that's yeah. above my pay grade. I'm 40. Fine. <laughs> Yo, there's this show on Amazon Prime. It's on YouTube. It's called Dr. Binox. And it's a fucking talking pair of binoculars. And that's the, it's literally a talking pair of binoculars, and it just there's like 70 different videos, and it just Four minutes. Hello, kids. Do you want to learn about tornadoes? Where does electricity come from? What is bioluminescence? Like, just video <laughs> after video. And I know most of them are not. My kid, my my son thought he had Zika virus. And I go, who the fuck taught you what Zika yeah. virus? And there is a Dr. Binox episode that breaks down what Zika virus is. Yeah. I'm writing it down. I like that he's now f- hyper-focused on this one disease. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> what sucks is that that's the only disease they break down. They talk about healing and how wounds heal, and they talk about yeah. scabs and and blood clots. Like it's, But he likes it. So I'm not going to steer him away from something that's educational just because it's not time. No, I don't think – I think the whole it. time thing doesn't make – any sense within reason sure on what you expose them to but i think in terms of like education and learning stuff i don't think there's anything that's too soon if the kid like gravitates towards it it's like shit great yeah it's 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 fun to see him just figure out and problem solve so that's that's just what i do i i try to encourage and just whatever you want to learn bro fine 
let's learn it. I don't. He knows about tornadoes. Like I can't have him come over here right now, and he could explain to you the concept of a vortex and a whirlpool and how a whirlpool occurs when air is exiting and water is entering the space I mean, at the same time. He's like it's, four. He would blow my mind. He's four. There's no school that you're going to send him to where he is not bored out of yeah. his mind. They're going to be like, let's learn colors. And he's going to be like, oh. Okay, let's learn the color red. He's like, what the fuck no. is yeah. this? I want to talk about plate purple. tectonics. Exactly. And then his mom is in fashion, so she's oh, got them all on the, the fucking eight different shades it's purple, it's lavender, it's eggshell. Like, he's not primary colors. We're way past primary colors over here. Oh he's already doing cursive. Yeah. There's these good apps, bro. There's so many good apps that do a better job of just explaining things in a tone and at a pace that yeah. I don't know how to do because, you know, I'm 41. I had my kid in my late 30s, so... I'm kind of past the point of patience in a weird way. <laughs> and I acknowledge that. I, I hate that I do know what you're talking about. I hate, I wish I could say, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. But I know exactly. I don't know how to do this. But you know what? This app will break down uppercase and lowercase. And then with you get you get a kid a stylus or one of those Apple pencils. And so now he's writing his letters because the app gives you a line to trace. Fuck it. That's yeah, I'm okay with that. But then the app starts teaching you cursive. And now I'm like, well, should a four-year-old know cursive before? Your kid what shows up at kindergarten next year and knows cursive. The teacher's going to be impressed. The other parents are going to be looking at you like, thanks a lot, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I, but in a, in a weird way, though, I feel like I'm setting him up for failure in that regard. because Wait, Why? Because if you get a teacher that doesn't continue to fill the child with new knowledge, mm -hmm. then my kid is just sitting there stagnant waiting uh. for the rest of the class to play catch up. And that's when the class clown shit starts seeping in. Oh, yeah. And so then you become a discipline problem. And that's what I don't want because my kid definitely cannot sit still. He's definitely idle hands. Yeah. And he's got to be doing something. So, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Sounds like he's going to have a career in... Comedy, which we all know yeah. is uh, always a great choice, and it doesn't God, mean you're damaged in any way. It's always no, very lucrative and That's fun why I'm going to gonna be the best parent possible <laughs> and never leave my woman so that he can't be a good comic. <laughs> he can't be a good <laughs> so he, he goes to a few open mics and he bombs. He's like, yeah. maybe this isn't for me. I'm going back to law school. <laughs> Bro, every night, every night when I, when I, when I put my son to bed, I say, it's two things you'll always be. You'll be loved and you'll never be alone. No. And those two things should be enough to keep him from ever doing comedy. Yeah. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To catch everyone up, I, yeah. Roy had to step away for a second, and he comes back, and he's setting his son up because his son has to learn Mandarin, and I, I cannot look past how much he will be bored with school. I can't look past. Like, <laughs> you have, like, Doogie Hauser on your hands. Seriously, he's going to be like a, a doctor at 13, and he's, yeah. like, typing in his journal at night. I feel like a foreign language is an easier skill because my girl and I are both kind of career-minded. This is going to sound very selfish. Go for it. But you don't have to go to a foreign language recital and sit and watch 20 other kids stumble through their talent. I wish that was a real thing. I, I'm sure there's some Mandarin spelling bee at some I'm point. Sure. To go to. I was going to say, a spelling bee is the closest to that. You're like... Our kid's great at spelling, so we got to go all these <laughs> fucking neats. And you and you get to an age where you you don't know the words, you don't know what they're talking about. You've never seen highlights. <laughs> You've never seen highlights of a spelling bee. I'm like, oh, I know how to I've spell tried, that. <laughs> I've downloaded all of the apps. Here's the crazy thing: I downloaded all of these Mandarin apps so because the only way to learn it is to talk it and speak it at home. That's right. Like, neither of us know it. It's like, oh, I'm gonna learn it. I'm gonna babble and Rosetta Stone. And the only thing that remotely does a decent job is the same apps that I make him play with every day that teach him Mandarin on a rudimentary level. So now yeah. I'm on an airplane as a 40-year-old man <laughs> doing kids' Mandarin drills. <laughs> and this is with no one around. So like people are just walking past me on a plane looking like, why is this black guy doing elementary ass man and like it's like, super bright exploding stars and stuff when you yeah, get it right yeah. I was like, good job yeah you are so good Tati somebody's gotta show this dude some and, Fortnite or something Jesus Christ it's like they can't tell if I'm smart or a pedophile like it's like, does he use this to lure in the bilingual children or is this guy trying to connect with his oh child? God. And they see you too, like really satisfied when you get one right. Like you're starting to show it in your face. They're like, oh, he's loving yeah, it. Because <laughs> you cannot learn a foreign language without saying it. So you just have to find, like I walk down the street just mumbling Mandarin. And so, and it's New York. So you just seem crazy. Yeah. So you just, some of are going to sidewalk just out the blue going, ah! <laughs> that's maybe the place to like no. do it you can just be on the open be like is that guy is that mandarin <laughs> is he over the edge what's this dude's deal <laughs> yeah new york is the only place where you look normal just screaming out random language yeah syllables. that's where you know you fit in 100 percent. I, I have learned that in most cultures a smile and a huh, huh, huh. <laughs> like no one talks about that noise, but that noise is pretty universal. Yeah, it communicates yeah. a lot. Mm. Huh? Yeah, uh, uh. yeah, 
Yeah. Just it's it's all it, it's just fucking caveman. It's old school. Whatever you get between the eyebrows up there, that communicates everything. If it's like squinting and you get sort of the wrinkles or like the surprise, everyone just looks right there and like, what does it seem like they're emoting right there? That's why I don't understand why people get mad when someone doesn't speak. You need to learn the language. Do you really? To talk to who? Yeah. We're antisocial. And now yeah, exactly. with all the social distancing, we're one big shut the fuck up country now. Yeah. <laughs> so I want that on a shirt. There's no need to learn a language. <laughs> well, you guys have been making videos together in quarantine. He's been really good. They're really funny. Oh, he's cold on a microphone. If I gave him this microphone I'm holding right now, he knows the concept of back and forth stick micing to do an interview with one mic. He yeah. can do that. Yeah. For a brief second, just dicking around with him in quarantine, I thought about doing some stupid podcast. But then I was like, nah, I don't know if a four-year-old should have a podcast <laughs> that just feels, it feels like bad parenting. It's it it's the, it's like the Macaulay Culkin of podcast. Like he becomes a child star. Right? I thought about starting a podcast and giving him a segment, but even still, it's just, I don't, I want him to pay for his own college, though. Yeah. And I feel like if we did something now for the next two years before, you know, kids get eight and nine, then they're not cute anymore. You go through a <laughs> your annoying phase <laughs> with adults. Before he gets to that phase, I feel like there's got to be a nice yeah. window where you can, you know, talk about some things that are worthwhile. Because the thing that I have noticed is that, you know, over the pandemic and the shutdown, is that he's definitely more lively over Zoom with other children. And when he's out and he is around other children again, he definitely is more connected. But I'm fearful of... Oh, that's interesting. ...of him not sharing and being stingy because, right. you know, you're at home all day so you don't have to share. So, like, there's days I have to remember to pretend to want something that he's holding just for the sake of, you know... Yeah. Hey, learn how to share. Learn how to do it out. I know what you mean. I, we're ha we're one and done parents as well. And so we always think about that because I was one of seven kids. So with my daughter, who's the opposite, the only child, I think about that all the time. Like the understanding mm -hmm. of we don't always do the game you want to play. Like I I sometimes try to try to argue those stupid things. She'll be like, I want to play this game. I'm like, well, we got to negotiate on what game we're going to play because maybe I want to play this other game so that they learn, oh, it's not just me. It's not just what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's and That's great. the part that I'm always trying to stress is just, look, you don't run the world, but you know, you're know you around two adults all day. Yeah. I just hope that his, his behavioral tendencies don't skew too adult. Yeah. I don't think that's behavior, a bad... You know what? You know? I don't think that's a bad thing. Some people told me that. They said... They said, we're having an only child. They're like, your kid will talk to adults like adults are their friends. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish that I, I, I'm 40 and I talk to adults in fear. Like I'm like, a, <laughs> like, I think I'm always about to get in trouble. And someone's like, no, I'm only 27. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'm, I'm cool. Right. Like, I'm, you know, uh, is it okay if, uh, uh... is it okay if I pay my taxes? <laughs> Are you guys going to have more kids or is that you're like, you know, we had the one. I'm not interested. <laughs> you know, she's brought it up from time to time, I'm but not I'm not. That's the most mature answer. I am not interested. I'm not, I'm not interested. Um, Did you think you'd have one? Did you ever think you'd be a dad? Was that was that like in the cards? I went from like in my 20s and you grew up in the South. You're raised to believe if you don't have 
children, then your life is shit, yeah. no matter what else you chose to focus on. And so, you know, you field a bunch of when are you getting married questions, and yeah. then you also date Early people. 20s, you get those questions. Yeah, and you're also dating women that, you know, at least in the South, Southern women, most more often than not, are under pressure from their own family. Yeah. To make a baby. When you gonna give me a baby? And it's just... Without even figuring out, you know, really what they want. And, you know, being this generation of women that are free to make your own decisions and really be to define your own destiny, right? To be that generation of a woman, but then to also be influenced by a generation that didn't necessarily have those same opportunities or freedoms or liberties. And so there's a lot of outside pressures, you know? So, you know, for a minute, I wanted five kids. That's what I told myself. I was like, give me a bunch of kids. And this is just <laughs> not even knowing what it takes to be good at that comedy. so Southern right there. You know, my girl and I, we were kind of like, well, all right, one. 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 All right, one. Yeah. yeah. And then that's just kind of how that happened. And then it was like, and then she's like, two? And I'm like, one. Mm. <laughs> How recently was that? Was that when we, he turned two? She was like, because that's what people always say. They hit two, and then you're like, you forget all the hard shit of infancy. Yeah, the, the conversation was more frequent when he was younger. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But then, you know, there's also people who have like a 19-year-old and a four-year-old. So I don't know what the fuck's going to happen, man. <laughs> What I enjoy about having one child is that behaviorally there are enough similarities between he and I that I kind of have the cheat code <laughs> to how to communicate and how to influence him. And, yeah. you know, like he's never, his, his mind is never off. And as you can hear. Perfect time. He's, he's already got great timing. You're going to be screwed. <laughs> He's eating pizza and watching Netflix. He's in cloud nine right now. <laughs> Best life. This only happens when daddy has a podcast. <laughs> so, like, I can put him in a room with no toys and he'll figure out a game. He'll find something to play with yeah. and just immediately into imagination land. And, like, I'm excited to get him Legos and stuff like that, yeah. you know, when it's time and really, you know, start building. It's just, yeah. it's just a matter of instilling confidence in a child yeah and once they have the confidence then they'll take it from there get out of the way i know how to do it now two two things that made me feel so good one when my daughter started like swimming confidently i was like like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders and then the other Mm -hmm. one was getting her legos and her building stuff by herself and like looking through the book and going through the pictures to make the thing. When she did that, yeah. I was like, all right, you're going to be just fine. You can swim and you can do Legos. You're going to, you're going to make it. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be just fine. Roy, uh, has becoming a father changed how you thought about your dad and like your childhood? Yeah, probably for the worse. It made me resentful. A good, oh. good father, bad husband. So I think there's there's definitely a place and it's it's even worse now because I'm a I'm supposed to be on finding your roots oh, yeah. on PBS. And so with this show, I it's basically this is your life, right? Mm-hmm. But for your whole family tree, right. for people who haven't seen it. So they sit you down and they go, Wait, 
took your DNA and we tracked down all these other motherfuckers and we talked to them and they said this about your daddy. Did you know this, this, and this, and this about your father? Your father or your mama did this. And, <laughs> yes. And it's fascinating stuff. But what they do, they call people in your family, but they don't tell them who they're calling on the behalf of. Oh. Because they want to surprise you when you sit down. So they don't want to tell you everyone they're talking to and they don't want them to spoil the surprise. What PBS doesn't know is that my family is very cautious as shit. So, <laughs> so some fucking white dude calling a black person's house who's in their 80s, you know he's conspiracy central. Some white person calling an 80-year-old black man, yes, tell me about your life. And now, who was that again? And what was her full And what name? was her birthday? You know where she was born? Oh Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. What's her social? Oh, I don't, okay. type? Yeah. PBS started calling all these people, and I just started getting phone calls from relatives. Many of them I haven't talked to since my father died in 95. Wow. The rest of them, I don't even know who you are. And they're just trying to confirm that it was okay to talk to that white person. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like... And I'm like, wait a minute, who are you? Oh, I'm your daddy's sister's aunt. And I'm like, and I just got to be cool with it. But in the back of my head, I'm like, damn, I never met her. That's fucked up, Pops. PBS is going to get, they're digging deep. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so nervous about this episode because I don't want to leave angry, but I also want to know more than what I know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So in that regard, there's definitely parts of my upbringing behaviorally as how I choose to relate to my son in terms of like actually like let's just take discipline for instance yeah. right my father's move was you know you're in trouble I, I never got whoopings my father only laid his hands on me once but that was because you know stern voice very imposing so you just never tried him right but his show of apology was always to buy groceries and to just buy, he would fill the fridge full of your favorite foods. Okay. And That's so a very interesting tactic. That was the understood olive branch. You know, we're good, right? Interesting. You got root beer and Briar's ice cream in the fridge. So my point is when with my son, even if he's in trouble and he gets disciplined, I take the tablet or like my thing with him now, I don't like having to repeat. I don't like when he asks why something needs to be done. And what I've done to counteract that is I will ask, I will make a request, and then I will say within the request why I'm needing this. And now he'll sometimes still come back, but I don't want to. Yeah. That's an escalation. Yeah. Sorry. So now instead of... <laughs> you guys need a podcast. Of, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you've sold me so on good. it. I would love yeah. to talk about the escalation. <laughs> That's the escalation, bro. Because I asked you, hey, it's it's time to get in the tub. Like he FaceTimes either grandma. Yeah. And when it's time to get off the phone with the grandma, he's a little clinky. And I'm like, all right, tell grandma goodbye. You gotta go take a bath because after the bath, blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to get on the phone. All right, Grandma, we'll talk to you later. And now the tablet is completely gone. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you could have had the tablet for a quick minute to play some educational. It like, and that's where he'll be sad, right? It might even cry a little bit. After that, though, the comfort moment has to be dialogue, not fucking ice cream. Yeah. It can't be, hey, man, sorry. Or you want some pizza? Yeah. Like, that's, to me, that's dysfunctional in terms of communication because I also need to set the standards of here's what you did. Here's what I needed. Here's, you know, here's why what happened happened. Here's what we can do going forward yeah. to keep that from happening again. So I've used 
what I perceive to be missteps between me and my father and use that to inform, you know, how I approach things, you know, with him. The the toughest thing is making sure that I don't use education as a form of discipline. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, take this. Now you got to read books. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I, well, I like what you're doing <laughs> you if you go the opposite. When he, when he screws up and you're like, that's it. No learning apps. And he loses it. He loses his shit. Like, bro. no books. Bring me all the books out of your room. You can keep the toys. He's like, I want to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy won't let me read. Uh, <sighs> you keep acting like that, I'm not going to let you go to college. That's the whole thing. But, Dad. Uh, the discipline thing is the hardest. There's moments where, you know, talking about your dad and, and dads in general, there's a part of me... So, so just, just for our listeners yeah, can nice know, there was a nice, camera. beautiful kiss. <laughs> All right, say um, hello. It's a father-son. Hey, just wave. Just say hello. Hi. Hello. What's his name? That's your name. Uh, I'm Henry. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. This is the okay. best. Right. <laughs> Hi, Henry. <laughs> Go finish pizza. <laughs> Oh my God! Can the all the producers? Can we go ahead and send some uh, extra caramel popcorn uh, to Henry because he's Please don't. <laughs> don't he like Chicago from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of pizza you like? Please. Forget the pizza. I like Chicago style popcorn. Get some Garrett's popcorn. <laughs> you want to know who makes the best popcorn? Chicago. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's it's. It's an adventure. It's just you're just trying to use a little bit of what your parents, what you feel like your parents did right. Yeah. And then add your own recipe to it. And I think that's the challenge is that no parent and child are raising a kid under the same societal influences and circumstances as well. Right. You know, like if you'd have asked me 15, 20 years ago, hell yeah, I'm going to beat my kid. I'm get a whooping. I got a whooping. You need to get a whooping. <laughs> right. And now I'm just like, eh, let's just see if it's different yeah. without whooping him. And if it is, yeah. and if it isn't, you can just start whooping him. That's the thing about... <laughs> You can't unwhoop a kid. Just be a late, late bloomer to the whooping. <laughs> Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Roy, you grew up with a brother, right? So there was two of you? No, I got a bunch of halves. I grew up alone. I'm my mom's only kid, but I, I was... My dad was 60 when I was born. My dad was one of them smooth Billy D. Williams ass... Casper. Yeah. I'm 60, but I look 45. <laughs> right. Like one of those moves. Yeah. And so, you know, I have a bunch of older half brothers. We're we're close. We're as close as you could be having not grown up together and being 15 years apart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna we, we weren't the Brady bunch in that regard. I got two younger half brothers as well. Um, you know, we're pretty cool and you know, we keep in touch now and then, but for the most part, our family in terms of talking to siblings, it's, hey, I love you. Are you alive? 
all right, cool. Talk in eight months. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. I have an older brother also named Roy Wood. His middle name is different, but he's also named Roy Wood. And so, and my, my pops just on some George Foreman shit. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so he was. That's perfect. He was a he was well respected. Journalism is like our family trade. Right. My father did a lot of journalism and civil rights journalism and speaking and blah blah blah. My brother was um, he was the the ten o'clock anchor for the NBC affiliate in Birmingham for a greater part of the nineties. Holy shit! Cool. Um, he was a reporter for a long time. So the name Roy Wood before I even got into radio in Birmingham already had weight for my father and my brother. Yeah. Right. I get back to Birmingham 2001 from college and I start interning at the local radio station. I, it's the, like the main hip hop station or whatever. And so I start doing prank phone calls and my prank phone calls start slowly getting traction digitally. Like this is back when going viral was over email. Yeah. yeah. And right. you would get emailed an attachment with 900 other yep. email addresses yep. who all enjoyed. So as emails of my prank calls started going around, people would call my brother at NBC and go, hey, that was a great prank call you did this morning. Or I love your news segments, but also I love your prank calls. Like no one can make the connection oh my God. that we weren't the same. And so anytime someone forwarded me, you know, mail, it wasn't always complimentary email, but anytime somebody had some shit to say to me, my brother would forward me the emails. And that's kind of where... Because when my father died in 95, I just kind of lost touch because we didn't grow up together. Sure, I was right. 16 when he died. You're, you're 16 trying to figure out, you're almost 30. What are you going to, at 16, what the right. fuck are you going to say to a 29-year-old right. man? Like, it's just, hey, man, hello? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in college. All right, talk to you later. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there wasn't much of anything to say, but if there was something that was probably part of the process of he and I you know, starting back having dialogue just in any capacity, mm-hmm. I'd say it's once I joined radio and then he started forwarding me the emails and we would just have all these laughs with each other about just how crazy some people are in Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think that's, that's so great. great. I mean, I can only imagine like, you know, the weight of losing your dad at 16 is, is while similar, very different from losing your dad at 29 or 30 or whatever your brother at the time was. And that's, I feel like that's such an interesting sort of like, I'm going through this, but then also I feel like maybe I need to be fatherly towards you because you're only 16, but yet you don't have this full, like truly full relationship as being brothers who see yeah, each other. Yeah, how all do you the even time. relate to somebody you don't have history with, mm-hmm. but yet you have this common denominator? And like, not only a, just a common denominator, like, like a huge one, like the, like such a like backbone of how you guys know each other and are related to each other. Correct. Is, is massive. Yeah. And then to have our own individual legacies locally tethered right. to the father, like there's just, yeah, there's a lot of weird layers to it, but. I don't know. Like, I just, I've I've never really thought of family in this sense of some sort of undying loyalty solely because we share the last name. Yes. Like, it's all individual, you know? Right. I have siblings I haven't, I have half siblings that are older than me who I haven't talked to or seen since the funeral. And that's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. This is life. Yeah. You know, it's good to have relationships with people that understand you on a lot of different layers. And also, pre-comedy. That's something that 
I don't have a lot of people in my life who I knew before I started doing stand-up. And those relationships are just inherently better. Yeah. They're just different, you know? It's just different. It's not to say that the people you meet over the course of your career aren't beneficial, but it's just, it's different. It's just a different type of interaction. Yeah. It's a different different bond. It's just, it's like the person you knew from high school versus someone you met at your job 20 years later. They could both be in your wedding, but it's just, there's just something that's going to be different with one of them. And they can both battle it out for best man. Yeah. Because it's hard to decide. Person I was close to (laughs) then who built me or person I'm close to now. And it's the product of that building. Yeah. <laughs> Let them fight it out. <laughs> and then you just do a classic fight. You do a classic fight club to find out who that best man is going to end up being. And then you know. Well, I got to tell you, Roy, this was awesome to to get to talk to you. And thanks for taking the time. And I'm sure Henry appreciates getting to, to get all that popcorn. Yeah. I'm sorry if you heard him in the background. Oh, my God. It is what it is. Oh, my, I love it's it. the best. No, it makes our listeners. Soundtrack. It's like validation to the listeners. Like, all right, we get to hear yeah. the credentials. We get to hear <laughs> the fatherly credentials. <laughs> There's the proof. There's the proof that he's a dad. Uh, yep. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for coming <laughs> thank on. Thank you hey, so thank much, y'all. Roy. Have a good one. And there it is, folks. The first and probably only guest on our show whose child not only makes an appearance, but is obsessed with popcorn and is learning to speak <laughs> Mandarin. Yeah. I cannot Smarter even than all of us. Already has accomplished so much. <laughs> not more than me at that age. More than me <laughs> today. I wouldn't be surprised if the next time I see Roy... Wood the second. He tells me that his son has published several books and essays. And is nominated for a Grammy. And like Roy doesn't even know about it. He's already made a deal with Trevor Noah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's already I'll, I'll be replacing Roy Wood Jr. <laughs> uh folks, if you enjoyed our conversation with uh with Roy and you enjoyed Roy, uh, and you want to see more videos of him that he's been making with his son while in quarantine, go ahead and follow him on Instagram at Roy Wood. J.R. Roy Wood Jr. Again, I think it should be Roy Wood II, but at Roy Wood J.R. Yeah, and I totally recommend checking out his website, Roy's website, which has links to all his specials. It's just RoyWoodJr.com. We'll be back next week with a brand new guest. Daz the Podcast is produced by Jen Samples, Nick Liao, and me, Ruthie Wyatt. Our executive producers are Joanna Solotaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Will Becton and Anya Jeshik. Our theme song is by Strange Hotels with additional music by John Danik. Special thanks to Sean Doherty. And just a reminder that you can always keep up with Dads the Podcast on Instagram. Just follow at Team Coco Podcast. If you love this episode, why not subscribe? Get on the team. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or even better, tell a friend. You know what? Do both. Do both of those things. And I, uh, I promise I will... I'll pay you back. You know, I don't know what I'll do, but Gary Jr. and I will think of something, okay? So thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. 
We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.